Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. You've probably watched a Disney movie or two or ten with your kids and may have noticed a fairly common theme. When the main character faces a difficult decision, some wise guardian shows up and says something like this, as long as you follow your heart, you'll end up on the right path. And those movies have happy endings, because following your heart is so... No, it's not in real life, is it? It can really lead you astray. This is John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. Uh, Danny is a counselor and leads our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, what do you think about that advice? You know, follow your heart, follow your passion. Is that really something good to tell our kids? No, there's plenty of that in culture already. (laughs) If you look at advertisements on TV or... Uh, musicians, what they're talking about is you pursuing whatever makes you happy and these passions that you have. And we've been designed with passion for a reason. There is, there is a good side to passion, but you need to understand it. Why am I passionate about it? And many times our experiences over time have formed what we're passionate about in order to satisfy a deeper need. And so you want to watch out for that. You you want to understand it and then seek wisdom. Hmm. And I know that uh, Lexi and I have talked about her multiple passions to want to pursue a variety of interests. This is your teenage daughter. That's, this is my teenage daughter, yes. She's now 15 and is wanting to pursue a number of things. And as parents, we can reflect that back to them. Oh, that sounds interesting that that's what you're interested in. And also you're interested in this and that and helping them narrow down what they're wanting to invest their time in. Mm -hmm. And passions aren't always good. And just because it's a passion doesn't make it good. And that's what we have to remember as parents and to, to, to give that to our kids as a gift that if there's a passion, that's good to work with, but that's not the destination you're going after. Got it. Well, let's hear now from Ray Vanderlaan about what the Bible teaches regarding decision-making, and this applies to all of us, and our kids especially. Uh, Ray is a Bible teacher and hosts the video series that the world may know, and recently answered some questions from a studio audience about finding God's will for your life. Let's move to questions. Let's uh, get a couple of questions in here. Uh, Hi, I'm Sam. So, Ray, uh, one of the things we talked about a lot in our Bible class was finding God's will. Uh, What are some things that you recommend to find the stones that you were talking about or find God's will? Great question. Uh, In a way, you guys have me at a bit of a disadvantage. When I'm in school and someone asks a question I don't know the answer to, I just say, it's not on the test. And they say, oh, never mind, then I'm not interested in it. Um, (laughs) That's how it teaches no test. I have to address the question. Brilliant question, really, Sam. That, That is a great question. How do you discover what your stone looks like? I don't have a simple answer to that. I know that's a difficult journey, and you're at one of the toughest places in that journey in life right now because you have to be thinking about that before the opportunities necessarily come along. You have to be thinking about college or finding that first job or going into the military for a period of time. But with students, I make several observations. One is this. It seems to me that God's leading involves several elements. One, it involves a close relationship with him scripturally, biblically. And so I advise students already long before they're your age to make sure that you have regular interaction with God biblically, because often that word of God, which now becomes stored up in our heart, is used at a given moment to nudge us. And David didn't discover, I've got to throw this that the world may know, 10 minutes before he faced Goliath. 
he had to have been thinking about that years earlier, and where would that idea have come from? So that's first. Second, I think God puts us in a community for a reason. I think others' observations about what your stones are are really important. They're not the final word. They're not the decision maker, but they matter because sometimes we may know, we may not realize we have a particular stone, a particular interest, a particular love, until others observe it in us or notice how good we are with that particular uh, skill or thing. The third thing I say to students is this. It seems to me that ultimately, as difficult as your stone may turn out to be at a given moment, it will often, if not almost always, be something you really find you love Mm. and are absolutely contented with. One of the struggles I find with people your age is they love something, but they're being told there are no jobs or it doesn't pay enough. And so they find, well, I can't do what I really love because I wouldn't be able to make a living. I think you got to let God worry about that. God's economy is never down. If you've got something that you love and have skill in and an opportunity comes along, I think that's God's way of saying, give us a look. Take a shot. Look at it. Take a shot. Consider this. Because your stone will always be in connection with where God has brought you in life. David's stone was because he was a shepherd boy. If he would have been an olive farmer, I don't know what he would have done to Goliath because he wouldn't have had the skill with the slingshot. So that's another element. So throw your stone. Try and figure out what it is. But you may discover over time God is going to nudge you and say, well, let's adjust that a little or a lot. I went to college initially to be a lawyer. And... I don't know if I'd have been any good as a lawyer, but he found little ways to say some of those skills, the philosophy you studied are important, but I'm going to nudge you. So that doesn't answer your question, but maybe some things to think about. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. All right, next question. Hi, so my name's Zach, and you mentioned a lot about how um, it really matters the way we act so that the world may know. My question is, so I work in uh, the fast food industry And many times it is hard to act in a good way like that. What's some suggestions to... Uh Great question. People are irritated? (laughs) (laughs) Give me my food! That's a a great... And that's that's a question that you expect from people your age, because for you, it's not just a theory. You, You realize how hard it is to be what this theory is asking you to be. This is not simple. Uh, When you go to a Christian school like you guys do, it's not always easy to be like Jesus, but it's easier than it is at a fast food place um, in some cases. A number of things there. If you look at the biblical characters who were effective in doing this, there are two things that stand out to me. One, they were men or women of relationship with God. And I think it takes this constant connection to Jesus to say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to work today. Yesterday, I wasn't much like you with those two customers. Today, I'd like to be a little more like you. Talk to me, help me. That's obvious. A second is this. I would encourage you to develop a community that can hold you accountable and be in prayer for you. So if you go to work tomorrow and you know there's two of your friends who are going to pray for you a couple of times while you're at work, that you will be Jesus-like. And when you get off of work, are going to say, hey, was it better tonight? How are you doing tonight? And I don't know how your friends would, they probably text it, not say it on the phone. But I think there's an interesting comparison that comes to mind. 
the two characters that I came across in Judaism of the opposite. One is David, who did it that the world may know. One is Samson, who did it to get revenge for himself. Now, Samson, in his story, ends up all alone in a cave. So from a Jewish point of view, you know Samson isn't going to be effective at the end. He may have accomplished some great things, but he's not going to be the great hero ultimately because he's alone. David ends up alone in a cave. And if you read the psalm he wrote when he was there, his prayer is, God, send people to join me so that together we can praise your name. David wants community, and God sent him 400 other young men to become part of a movement. And I think sometimes we think somehow this, that the world may know, I have to go alone. Parents say to me, my son or daughter is going too, and then they'll say something like Purdue or University of Michigan or some secular university. Do you think they can handle it? My answer is always this, are they going alone? If they go alone, I'm not so sure that I could handle it. But if they say to me, well, they're going alone, but they're going to try and find a good Christian community on campus, a Bible study group, a group of Christian friends, a church nearby, I say, of course they can handle it. So that would be a second thought that I have. Thank you for taking it seriously enough to to think about that. That's awesome. Some great advice, as always, from Ray Vanderlaan. And uh, when we face tough decisions, it's really important for us to ask wise believers around us for counsel. Danny, that's one of the most important roles of us as parents, right? I mean, giving our kids wise counsel? Oh, it is. Uh, Yes, but it's intimidating, isn't it, for us as parents? It's It's intimidating because they're going to shut me down and they're going to roll their eyes like, what do you know? Yeah, Deuteronomy 6 tells us to love the Lord our God with everything, even our might, right, our strength, to give that all to Christ. And from that, we teach our kids. So there's a part that we control in this, and that is our relationship with Christ, with our Heavenly Father, with the Holy Spirit, really having that close relationship so that we can seek guidance in those moments where we're weak as parents. And we're going to have moments where we're going to ask the question, what do I do yeah. in this moment? And the, the Holy Spirit will guide you in those uh, tough moments, those tough situations, and you will make mistakes as a parent. But the, the, the job is right there for you to step into, and that is to guide your children towards wisdom and to seek it even more so than money. Hmm. So we're, see- we're seeking money to sustain ourselves. Well, wisdom needs to be something we seek as parents as we're guiding our kids. Yeah. And it's really about looking for the growth that's necessary in our kids. That, that requires conversations along the way and moments of reflection along the way. It's going to take time. It's going to take patience. And that's many times what we don't have as parents uh, and that requires some decision-making on our own yeah. part. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of prayer when you become a parent. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think I've prayed more since my kids became adults than I did when they were younger for mm-hmm. some reason. I don't know. I guess the stakes are higher when they get older. Well, you can hear more great content from Ray Vanderlaan in his DVD series, That the World May Know. And uh, for your donation of any amount today to Focus on the Family, we'll send a thank you gift. It's Ray's DVD, Cultures in Conflict, which has some really fascinating insights. And be sure to stop by our website for more resources. We have our free parenting assessment there, which is a wonderful tool to help you discover the things that you're really doing well as a mom or a dad, and maybe an area or two of growth. Uh, we've got details about the DVD on the website as well. 
That's in the episode notes, or just call 800-A-FAMILY. Next time, advice for parents who may be over-invested in their children's success. And for now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team here, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm-hmm.